Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode today, and I really just wanted to take the time to say thank you so much for the outpouring support that I've been receiving over, um, you know, this podcast, and especially last week's episode. So many people really responded uh, to that one, and I'm just so glad that these episodes are relevant and they relate to you and they inspire you and that's exactly why I created this podcast it's you know it's more than just music it's there's there's a lot of layers to all of it so thank you guys so much again I really do appreciate it and you know this just gives me more fuel and more drive to keep coming up with great episodes great topics great guests and um, just keep this keep it going Today's episode is no different. It's been 20 years since Aaliyah passed away, and I will never, ever forget that day. I was a huge fan of hers. I still am. I think she is incredible, and I wanted to honor her with a very special tribute and talk about the impact she created in the short amount of time that she had on this planet. I really do believe she played an important part in music culture, and I'm really, um, you know, I don't want to say excited, but I'm excited to talk about her and really honor her on today's episode. So we're going to get into that in just a bit, but I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about my weekend. I had a pretty musical weekend, I, I should say. Um... I went to see my buddy's uh, band play. He's in a cover band, and it was the first time they played together since prior to the pandemic. They play everything from like Journey to Motley Crue, Billy Idol, Whitesnake, Rat, um, and they always do such a great job, and they're so talented. He plays the guitar, um, and I'm it, very excited because I think him and his buddy who's the keyboardist are going to be joining me on an episode a future episode so I'm really super excited about that and um, to hear a little bit more from them and their journeys over the years so that'll be pretty cool I also ended up watching the documentary Woodstock 99 peace love and rage 
I had been meaning to watch this documentary. I heard about it. I vaguely remember the craziness, but my girlfriend Alana texted me and was like, you need to watch this documentary. It's crazy and it's eye-opening. And it really was. If you've not checked it out, I highly recommend it. Besides the fact that I th- I think the lineup was pretty dope um, for the time, but it just goes to show how sound and music evolved um, from, you know, compared to 69 to 94 to 99 where it was and also, you know, how it sort of reflected what was going on amongst the masses and vice versa and um, it's it's really wild. I don't want to give too much of it away and it and it just goes to show too you know I read an article years ago in Vogue and um, they talked about how like the pendulum always swings when it comes to fashion and the same thing goes for anything else whether it be politics or music the pendulum always swings and this is exactly what happened and it did not swing the best way um you know, I have looked up some of those uh, sets before because I'm crazy and I've looked up 94 uh, as well. And some of those sets weren't even that bad. They were, you know, it was a pretty good lineup. It was just an interesting lineup. It was like Metallica, Rage Against the Machine, DMX, Alanis Morissette, um, you know, corn, Limp Bizkit, stuff like that. I mean, the, the Roots was also sprinkled in there as well. Um, but in general, the overall vibe was very like, it wasn't a peace love festival, that's for sure. It's, it was pretty crazy and wild. And it just goes to show how, you know, music um, and the audience is this very reflective and it kind of shows exactly what's going on. Uh, culturally and collectively so again if you haven't seen Woodstock 99 peace love and rage highly recommend checking that one out in relation to that documentary they they touch upon how women were treated um you know back back then and how at that time they weren't really respected uh and it's funny because I was talking to my girlfriend on Friday and we're talking about how much we love Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion and you know it's so refreshing as a woman to have these female artists out there that can openly talk about having sex I mean I I just, you know, for me growing up, sometimes sex was like to be, you kept it quiet or I don't know. It just, it was always different for women and then men can talk about whatever they want and it was like such a double standard and, you know, we have desires too, people, come on. But I just, it's, it's really refreshing to hear women talk about having sex you know, wanting to have sex and, um, you know, it's having that being in this time period where we have that capability and we're not judged for it. And, you know, women aren't taken advantage of or, you know, over-sexualized. It's women taking their power back and speaking about the things that they want to talk about, not anyone having any sort of control over that. And that's, 
I think it's so many other women I've talked to and it just, it feels really good. And it also is like really empowering. I don't know about you, but it's really empowering when I hear uh, them talk about, you know, getting head and stuff. So that's my personal opinion. Maybe it's not yours, but that was a really great conversation that we had. And I want to know from you guys, what do you guys think? about you know doja cat and megan the stallion just paving this way for women to be more open about their sexuality and their needs and their desires i'm curious to hear what you guys think about that the only thing i really listened to this weekend besides my usual crate diggers every friday night um i did listen to a Diplo uh, set that was on YouTube. It was posted about a year ago, so it's it's definitely old, um, but it's called the Ministry Weekender set. It was a f- super fun club mix, and I just like to put those on if I'm busy or just like chilling outside. Um, so I that was really awesome, and I, I love Diplo. I think the dude's so cool, and I, I just love his sets, so... That's the only thing I've really listened to this weekend and other than my show and what I've watched, but that's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you soon. So on Friday, I woke up and I ended up going on my Spotify, which is pretty random for me in the morning, but I don't know. I just did. And I looked and there was a notification and it said that Aaliyah's one in a million was finally streaming and I freaked out I was like this is so cool this is so awesome and you know I couldn't believe it it was finally here I think a lot of Aaliyah fans have been waiting for her catalog to go on you know streaming services there's a lot of controversy about what's going on that I'm not going to get into Um, but I think it was last week's episode I was I was pretty honest about how I wanted access to some of her music a little bit more you know I want it more accessible Um, I think you can go on YouTube and sometimes those songs are up but I want, you know, I've always been a huge fan of Aaliyah. I love her music. And yeah, I was so excited. I don't know if there's more that's going to be coming out. I'm not sure. I have to like look into that. I thought there was a little bit more of a catalog. Maybe they're waiting um, a few more days. But yeah, I was so pumped when I woke up. I was like, this is awesome. Um, but definitely go check that out on streaming services like Spotify. You will find the album One in a Million. It's up there. It's readily available. But the reason all this music is coming out is because it's the 20th anniversary since Aaliyah passed away in that horrific plane crash in the Bahamas. I will never forget that day. I remember coming home uh, with my mom. It was summer vacation and I was just about to, you know, start school and I think we ran errands and I remember hopping on the on the computer and of course I'm probably checking my away message or something stupid like that 
But I looked on, you know, the news, the top headline was Aaliyah had passed away. And I was like, whoa. And I remember calling my mom being like, mom, get this, Aaliyah died. And it was just in general, that time period was really crazy. I was heading into middle school, I remember. So, and, and I, I was very hormonal at that time. So I definitely remember that. And I also remember, you know, like a few weeks later, it would be 9-11 and then our dog was loaded with cancer and, you know, just right before 9-11 as well, we had to put my dog down and it was just like a weird time. And it's funny, you know, I've talked about this before in the podcast, but sometimes when things are going on with you personally, it sort of reflects collectively. It's just, it's weird. Today, we are not going to focus on the sadness, but we are going to focus on her career, how and when I fell in love with her, and her legacy, and how she has impacted so many people, and she is still an inspiration for so many people today. So let's travel back in time to 1998. I remember I just got off the bus and I went to my neighbor's house. My parents were still, uh, my dad was at work and my mom uh, always worked like a 3 to 11 shift. So she had already left for the day and I would go to my neighbor's house and this particular day, they, um, their two daughters, they were 14 or 15, they were in eighth grade. So whatever that is. Uh, but on this particular day they had their friends over and they were doing some sort of dance for I don't know if it was a talent show I remember it was for school either way I they had all their girlfriends over and they were doing this dance and they kept playing this song over and over again and I I had never heard of it and I never the artist wasn't familiar and I remember asking the girls like who who is this? And what is this song? And they were like, it's, it's Aaliyah. And it was, are you that somebody? And it wouldn't click until later that summer when I watched a music video that coincided with the Dr. Doolittle movie that came out at that time. And it was Aaliyah and I recognized the song and I was like, oh, this is cool. After that, her career really began to blow up. And I just remember seeing her on TRL teen people you know she was the I think she was like a spokeswoman at one point for uh Tommy Hilfiger and she was really all over the place and then she started to get movie deals and she just was really so talented and the thing that was so cool about Aaliyah was very it was similar to Gwen Stefani was that she could be pretty, she could be talented, but then she could also like hang with the boys and be chill and cool. And she just had that vibe, that like laid back, cool vibe about her, especially early on in her career. A lot of her style, even if you look at it, it's, oh my gosh, I see a lot of it today. Like the sunglasses, you know, the baggy pants, the crop tops. She just had the whole aesthetic 
you know, the whole thing. And she really rocked it. And she wasn't like anyone else out at that time. She didn't, you know, really mirror anyone's style or even personality or music. She really was in her own lane and she held her own game. And I don't, you know, I watched the behind the music of her recently. Um, and, you know, she even got a lot of good reviews, um, you know, about her songs and her albums. So she really had a lot going for her. And, you know, we knew it then, but I think when you look at these stars and as they progress, they're still very new. And now it's like when you look back, you're like, wow, she really elevated so quickly and moved herself up uh, in such a way that, you know, a lot of, I feel like, a lot of stars now do that. They, you know, they sing and, um, they start, you know, acting and doing the whole thing. And she did that pretty early on in her career. And it just goes to show how talented she really was. Aaliyah also wasn't just a good singer or a great dancer. I mean, she was all of those things. She was incredibly talented but her songs were so good and they are timeless. You have to admit her songs are timeless. I love Back and Forth. That is one of my favorite jams and the lyrics in that song, I don't know who wrote it, but so fun, so good. The one song that I think a lot of people forget that she's in, it's with Junior Mafia, I Need You Tonight. She is so young, I think, in that music video. Um, I think that's one of her first songs that she did. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, But look up that video. Uh, It's on YouTube, Junior Mafia featuring Aaliyah, I Need You Tonight. I love that song, and her voice is perfect. And just hearing, like, Lil' Kim and... I love them in general, but just her voice on um, the chorus, or it's so good. It's such a good song. That's one of my go-tos, and I usually have it on a lot of my playlists, so definitely check that one out. Some of her most popular tracks will always be, obviously, One in a Million, If Your Girl Only Knew. Um, other than back and forth, I talked about that earlier. We need a resolution. Age ain't nothing but a number. Uh, of course, try again. And one of my favorites, I've actually sang this on karaoke, um, is Rock the Boat. My friend Janet will also, uh, I think she's probably listening right now, but I think she remembers that time I sang that when we were in New York City. Speaking of Janet, she actually texted me the other day and said that H Ain't Nothing But a Number was one of the first CDs that she ever had and how, you know, couldn't believe that Aaliyah was 15 when she made that album. And it's interesting to think because in retrospect, you know, that's really young, but, you know, she was only 22 when she died. So it's kind of cool that she went for her dreams really early on because then she was able to actually live out that time um, unknowingly. The thing about Aaliyah that I started to think about when I started to create this episode is that, you know, 
looking back at that time, how old I was, what was going on personally for me in my life, she was a really good role model. She really was such an embodiment, um, you know, uh, just a class act figure, basically. She was talented. She could, like I said, she could still be beautiful. She could still be sexy, but she also... She just, you know, her talent really led the way and she was really just herself and she didn't, you know, try to be anything else but herself and I think that really just showed she wasn't really trying to impress anyone she wasn't trying to impress the public or her fans or win people over she really just showed up as herself and you can kind of see her evolution when you look you know the beginning of her career and to where she evolved at the end and you know do you notice her style evolved as you know, time went on as she got older and she became more of herself and she really was, she was a class act. And then the other thing is I always remember hearing in the press, like from her family and her friends, you know, what a a nice person she was. So many people that were around her would always say that she was so sweet and so kind. And I think that was another aspect about Aaliyah. That's not even just talent or, you know, beauty or anything like that. It's, she was also kind and I think we always you know measure up success and all these other things and we really don't take into account you know the kindness of people and you know humanness and that's something that she possessed so that you know like I said she was a really good role model and she had so many different different facets and aspects to her that were so layered and you know again it's sometimes I I get annoyed with pop stars because they can be too much and you can tell they're trying to win you over they're trying to create this album and and there's just this energy behind it and I feel like you never got that with Aaliyah she just she created her songs her albums had her style and that was it and I think you know, looking at stars, you know, performers today, if there's any singers or any anyone out there who wants to be a performer and wants to be in the public eye, that is how you create a long-lasting career. It's by staying true to yourself and, um, you know, not swaying for anyone else outside of you. And that really will give you leverage. I know it sounds crazy, but it does. And, you know, there's so many artists out there that have also possessed that. And that's why they, they are timeless. So, Again, anyone listening to this, wanting to create timeless music, you really just stay true to yourself. Aaliyah will absolutely stand the test of time. I mean, right now, look at people, look at the girls. A lot of the fashion is very Aaliyah. And not only that, her songs are relevant. They sound great. They Every time I hear Try Again, I'm just always like shimmying I just she's 
it's so incredible. And I think there's so many stars that I see today that sort of, you know, emulate her, but no one will be Aaliyah. There is no other Aaliyah in my book. And, you know, I think of what it would be like, what she would be like now in her 40s. I think about some of the tracks that she'd be making when she, she'd obviously still be working with Missy Elliott and Timbaland. Um, and, you know, it does make me sad because obviously it's like we all wish she was still here making music, but we're just so grateful that we were able to have the time and the music that she was able to provide for all of us. And, you know, so as soon as you get done with this podcast or on the 25th, it's her 20-year anniversary of her passing. Go listen to Aaliyah. Have a great time. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Thank you guys again for joining me on another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Like I said, go check out some of Aaliyah's songs, what's available, or on YouTube. Go check out some of her videos. And again, please do not forget to go like my Spotify. Uh, If you love this podcast, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends. It helps me get this podcast out there and uh, helps these stories get heard. So thank you guys again. Next week's going to be a really good episode. I've got my buddy Brian on and we're going to be talking about music and film. So I will talk to you then. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Take care, everyone. (laughs) 